0: Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in about 10 minutes, and I'm very anxious and excited to share with everyone. Our guest today, this is Wade Millward. He is the founder of RightCore. And Wade, what would you like the people to know about RICOR? Uh,
1: Yeah, happy to be on here. RightCore. we're solving some major pain points in the industry, um, specifically the franchise industry, where we're automating insurance verification for franchisors and the insurance purchasing process for franchisees.
0: Wow. Very good. Yeah. That's kind of a a narrow little niche there, but it sounds like a critical one. So that's good work. You found a problem to solve. Good for you.
1: That's right. Yeah.
0: Well, let's jump into the questions. Our first question, share a success story of collaboration within a team. Um,
1: This is interesting, right? I think collaboration is key uh, specifically, you know, for leaders and facilitating collaboration. So Um, An earlier memory for me and and really getting a team to actually collaborate was a few years back when I was leading a sales and marketing team for an insurance agency. Um, And often I think uh, leaders feel like they have to have the answer for everything. And so they talk a lot, right, to fill space or whatever it is. And so with this team specifically, it was all about engaging with them. It was all about asking the, the right questions to be able to get them to collaborate and to open up. Um, so one is getting them to feel in a position that they can suggest anything. I think that's a challenge right now because often people assume or have in, experienced in the past that if they say something wrong or, um, they say something that's too, you know, kind of, maybe kind of crazy outside the, outside the norm that they're criticized, right? In the moment they're criticized, they put up their guard. And so do you, I, I, like as leaders, how can we expect them to ever offer another suggestion in the future if we criticize them, if we humiliate them, if we make sarcastic remarks to them? And so that's what was so great about this team is that we had this, this culture, right? It was all about establishing a culture. We had a culture of being innovative and having these open discussions about anything, and there was no criticism from anybody at the same time we did question each other, right? We, we wanted to dive deep into the root issues and the root causes and how we can actually solve problems. And so um, that, that was incredible. And that's really what helped me kind of, you know, learn about this collaboration concept um, and not having to have the answers, but really to facilitate discussion.
0: Great comments. You nailed, well, there were a couple of things that you said that I really liked. First of all, the importance of asking really good questions to help draw that out. But second, creating that environment, that culture where people can feel what we call psychological safety, but feel yeah. safe in being yeah. able to share answers without retribution or criticism. There's, there's constructive criticism, yeah. but uh, you are absolutely right that there are so many times that we just don't hit that very well and it shuts everybody down and can and create a uh, kind of a negative space, if you will, instead of that positive space. Great comments. Great comments. Really like those. Question number two, I hear from other leaders of teams that it can be a challenge to measure engagement within a team. What are your thoughts?
1: This is interesting. I think often when we think of measuring, we think of quantitative results, right, and putting specific numbers to, to something, um, I think it can be challenging to, to measure engagement. I think it's more, you know, how was the discussion as everybody participating? Can you actually get everybody to participate? If you have a team, you're leading a team of eight, for example, are all eight people actually willing and able to open up? And it's challenging because you have different types of personalities, right, across the spectrum. Um, but at the same time, you don't wanna limit those people be, just because they have a more reserved personality like, we need to hear from them. We, we absolutely need to hear from them. And so it goes back to number one, uh, um, create a culture of being being able to be vulnerable and open, right? And if you can do that, if you can truly do that and get people to open up, then you can start to, you know, measure engagement. I guess measuring engagement would be to, see, to understand, is everybody participating? Uh, aside from that, I'm not a numbers guy, to be honest. So it's like, I, I don't have any, you know, quantitative results around that, but that's what I would suggest is, is even that the more reserved people, how can you help them open up, right? It's, it's more about what you can do to facilitate that process instead of expecting them to just open up. It's different personality. Let them have their own personality. Let them be them. They don't have to be a red personality like, like myself, right? That's not what I'm looking for. We're looking for different perspectives, different personalities. Um, and then, you know, that's that's the measure of engagement is can you get everybody to talk?
0: <clears throat> Great comments. Really like that. Question number three, <clears throat> excuse me, question number three, what is, based on your experience, Wade, what is one essential characteristic of a confident leader?
1: Um, this is interesting. I'm going to throw maybe a wrench in this. I'm going to say humility. Mm-hmm. Um, humility doesn't mix well with confidence, right? Often we think a confident leader is the guy that, that knows everything, that can charge ahead, that uh, is, you know, will take any type of risk. Um, but at the same time, humility plays a critical role in leadership. Leadership is all about, um, again, facilitating discussion, being open right, to suggestion, being open to criticism, um, because <laughs> if you're not innovating, then you'll eventually die. Um, and what I mean by that is that innovation is coupled with humility. If you're not humble to open, being open to suggestion, then you cannot innovate. Right, and so you have to. It's it's really interesting, but I think that's one of the most important parts of being a leader, is being humble and being willing to to talk with your your the your colleagues, being willing to have those open and honest discussions. Um, and if you need to change something about yourself, then do it. You're not perfect.
0: <laughs> I absolutely agree. It is a challenge because you're right. It's it's counterintuitive when we first think about confidence versus humility. We think that they're in competition. I agree with you completely, though, that humility, when, when exercised the right way, it actually builds confidence because yes. you have the confidence to say, I want to hear from somebody else. Yes. You can have my opinion, but I, I am willing to learn and gain even more confidence through the process. I think you absolutely nailed it. I love that. So thank you. Yeah. Question number four, share an experience from your life of when someone made a difference in your life.
1: Yeah. I mean, there's a lot of people that made a difference. If we're talking professionally speaking, I'll just kind of focus on that. Um, I will say that my dad has made a huge difference in my life, um, just personally. But from a, from a professional standpoint, um, I have a mentor. He didn't know he was my mentor, but I just made him. He was a self-assigned mentor, uh, Jeff Frazier. Um, and what I, loved about, what I love about Jeff is he spoke to me early on as if I had the potential to do, to do anything. Um, and I think often many of us feel that we don't have that type of potential. We, we grow up in a society of shame and we often, uh, ridicule, ridicule ourselves internally. And we create these, these internal barriers and limit, really limit our potential. And Jeff, Jeff never saw that. Right. He had just had a very, very, well, actually when I first met him, um, he was growing a company. And near the end he after eight years he had a very very successful exit and throughout this entire journey he would talk to me as if i had the same potential as him and when he would teach me what i loved most is that he wouldn't give me specifics he would say read this book read this book and then go listen to this podcast then come back and tell me what you learned and that's what got me on my journey of learning and that's how i learned how to learn so like i i the other day i I sent him a text and it was back in you know when i first started learning reading consistently. Um, And I said, you know, thank you so much. This is, I started on this journey because of you. So that was, that was huge. If you can get a mentor, don't even ask, just start asking questions.
0: Great comments. I appreciate you recognizing Jeff and your dad as people that have made a difference in your life. Those are, I I completely agree that mentors play a critical role in helping develop people and and encourage them and support them. So thank you for recognizing them. Our last question, tell us about your first job. Uh, Baskin Robbins. Oh, yeah?
1: <laughs> yeah, I was 15 years old. got a job at old Baskin Robbins, Slingins Ice Cream, you know, whatever, 31 Flavors or something like that. Uh, yeah, it was good times. My, I, I would end football practice. My dad would pick me up. He'd take me directly to Baskin Robbins. I'd work till 10 o'clock at night. Um, and then he'd pick me up again. He'd bring me dinner. Like it was incredible. You know, I'd eat dinner at Bassman Robbins. Uh, but ever, ever, ever since I was a child, I had, uh, instilled in us was a very strong work ethic. And so it wasn't a question of like, oh, you know, I, or should I get a job? It was just like, when can I work? Right. And I just started working. So I, I was always working, um, from early age. I wasn't an early entrepreneur. Like a lot of people were, I didn't start a business as a kid, but I did at least have work ethic and I was working consistently. So yeah, that was my first job.
0: That's awesome. Did you get a free scoop of ice cream every day?
1: Oh yeah, oh, yeah, it was free. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's all, I love ice cream. So that I don't know that that would be the best place for me to work because yeah. I would- <laughs> Gotta I'd be careful. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Wade, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. How can people find you?
1: Um, yeah, you can find me on LinkedIn, Wade Millward. Very consistent there. Then my email is wade, W-A-D-E at Rikor, R-I-K-O-R dot io.
0: Fantastic. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. Again, that's teamengagementpodcast.com. And we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast or, and or the YouTube channel. Thanks so much for joining us today. Have a great day.